Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Tanner from TamanBaseballFan.com uh, coming to you with the latest episode, the last episode of 2023. And uh, it's actually two in the morning. Um, <laughs> I've uh, been busy writing about something that was fun. It was kind of my, uh, it was my latest, my last trade that I made for 2023. And I kind of wanted to do like a, a little bit of a review probably pretty quickly here because I got to get to bed. Um, but I did want to make sure that I got this in. Um, and I know I haven't been podcasting in a while. We've just had a lot of, ugh, you know, really, you know, not good life stuff happen, but it's a baseball card podcast. So we won't talk about that. Um, uh, but as far as um, the last trade goes of 2023, this is fun. It was a fun one. And uh, I actually asked people, uh, online when was the last time you made a trade and there are people that said man i haven't traded uh anything um since fifth grade or something all i've been doing is buying and selling well let me encourage you guys like if you can find some people to trade with do it um especially if you trust them and you think everything's fair and all that you know because you certainly don't want to strong arm anyone into anything or you know, get bamboozled yourself or whatever, you know. Um, but uh, it's very fun. And I've been able to land a lot of fantastic cards um, in my collection because of trading. Um, in fact, I'm looking at my Conseco shelf right now and uh, I'd be willing to say, um, no, let's say one, two, three, four. There's probably maybe a fourth or a third or so of them um, are in my collection because of trading. And uh, so it's very, very underutilized, I think. But um, anyway, so let me talk about my, uh, my year um, in uh, 2023 and how it impacted my collecting. Uh, so I picked up a number of really big cards. Um, and so some of them are actually going to be cards that, have come back to my collection for the first time or not for the first time, but come back to my collection from me actually having them prior. And these are cards that I never thought I'd see again. Um, so I actually moved a couple years ago, a 96 mirror gold and a 98 PMG. And uh, those are some heavy, heavy hitters. You guys like probably record breaking prices as far as Kinseiko cards go for both of those, I never thought I'd see them again. Um, and, uh, you know, I sold them because some people were, uh, were paying, um, big money for them. And, uh, so I said, okay. And every time afterwards, like it's, it's one of those situations I've talked about this before here where, you know, it's like, Oh man, I wish I didn't sell. Uh, or I wish I had the cards, but I'm glad that I, or, but it's, it made sense to sell. You know, does that make sense? I don't know if that makes sense or not. But uh, a lot of times when you're offered a certain amount of money, you feel like obligated to sell because you don't want to make a stupid decision um, by passing it up. And so uh, interestingly enough, I sold them and they came back and uh, yeah, I'm very happy with it. So it doesn't always work out that nicely, um, but uh this time it really has for the, you know, for those few cards, there's a Fleer starting nine 
that I picked up. I've picked up a few barrels um, that I was actually able to uh, trade and get some other neat things I really wanted instead. Um, and in 96, I think the, um, the year started with actually me picking up a 1996 uh, Flare Ultra um, Home Run Kings Gold medallion that was a uh, uh i don't know what you call it like a um trading card um trade in card and, and there's another term for it but you know hey it's past 2 a.m right now so forgive me i don't remember <laughs> what it's called uh but anyways that that card i think only one other has popped up ever so it was really kind of a, a really neat card to kick things off with i think i actually landed it on my wife's birthday, if I remember correctly. Um, I feel like I remember texting somebody on the beach about it when we were uh, celebrating my wife's birthday. <laughs> but, uh, but anyways, it's a, uh, it's a, it's a neat card. And there's so many other neat cards, you guys, that, that landed a super fractal autograph was really neat. Um, and also, you know, I wrote about this and I think I did a podcast episode about it, but the, uh, the Rangers, uh, patch card, I picked up, which actually is from the jersey that Jose wore when the ball bounced off his head. Um, so that was really cool too. So, anyways, uh, I believe maybe a few weeks or month or I don't remember how long ago, I picked up a, another really special card. It was a wood frame card, but I already have a couple wood frame cards, so I decided to let it go. Uh, and uh so i just got these two cards in today uh i actually traded my um my good friend john uh for these cards and the two are uh i, I couldn't be happier like <laughs> couldn't be happier with them I'm, I'm i'm very very glad uh that i was able to get them so i'll, I'll talk about about these um uh about each of them so the first one i'm going to start off with I'm going to do reverse from the article that I wrote about them. I'm going to start off with the, with the, uh, with the Donruss one. So, uh, you probably know the most famous card of Kinseiko is the A6 Donruss Raider rookie. Um, and, uh, it's probably known as like the most hyped card in, uh, you know, in the eighties, um, maybe rivaled by the Rick face, a nine Fleer Billy Ripken card. I'm not really sure, but that was more of a kind of a gimmicky thing. But um, anyways, Jose's rookie at some point was commanding like $175, like big, you know, big time money, especially for back then for a modern card. And um, so uh, really kind of an interesting deal here. But anyways, so Jose retired. Let me go back to that, by the way, the rare rookie card as a kid. Like we grew up, we didn't have, you know, when I grew up, I didn't have anything really. You know, it was way too rich of a card for me. Like I would have just assumed, you know, dream for a 52 Mantle or T206 Wagner. It was all the same to me. It was just that, that wildly expensive. Like I was more in the realm of 88 Donruss and 89 score and that kind of thing. 86 ready rookie, forget about it. No way, no way would I've had, you know, money for that kind of thing. But uh, anyway, so, uh, you know, fast forward 2002, Jose ends up retiring at the age of 37. 
and uh, you know he had a lot of life left in him but you know go do some research on the blackballing situation that kind of deal but anyways um a few months after he retired uh Donruss put out something called the recollection collection and they're we know these nowadays as buybacks so Donruss basically bought back a bunch of uh, older cards from previous years they stamped them they serial numbered them and they had the player sign them well 21 of those cards were Conseco's most famous card ever his 86 Donruss rated rookie and they randomly inserted them in packs and much to the delight of many Conseco fans out there they had a chance of once again opening up a pack and pulling his most famous card ever, but serial numbered to 21 and topped, topped off with his signature. Um, very special card, and this is 2002. So really, really, really special card. In fact, the, the recollection collection rated rookie can say go scratches an itch that other buybacks can't quite get to. Um, so it's really a neat card. And for one reason or another, I mean, I've had this card a couple times already. In fact, fun fact, I probably have gone the better part of the last couple of years without having any rated rookies of Kinseiko in my collection at all. Uh, I did get one in a collection like several months ago, but you know, nothing real fancy about it. It's just a regular base raw card. But anyways, um, so I moved the recollection collection cards that I had um, and for a few times I even had one that went to my friend Mark uh, that's serial number out four that was released in 2003 or 04 or something like that um, and you know marvelous card but um, anyways uh, the O2 I for some for one reason or another decided to let go of it and ever since I was like man why did I do that yeah <laughs> it's a that's a that's a toughie to get back. Like nobody wants to give up those. Um, but I think I was just sick of all the buybacks that Tops was doing and all this stuff. And I, maybe I lost track for a, for a hot minute there of like the fact that the Donner's ones were way different than the Tops ones. Um, really is just getting, you know, frustrated um, that the same buybacks were being posted over and over and over again each year like year in, year out. Like you look at the 87 tops, can say go the, all the renditions of the buybacks or reprint versions. I mean, there's dozens of them, dozens of different versions of them now, which is, you know, insane. But uh, anyway, so for this rate of rookie can say, go, I think it's really special. So that's one of them that I got. And, you know, I'm trying to think about like how this would go, go down. Also, I think probably Jose, signed these before he retired and then they were probably released after he was retired which is kind of an interesting thing also so anyways yeah needless to say you know very special card uh they do not come cheap um they're uh they're very valuable um cards and uh yeah very happy to have one back in my collection now the next one is uh, based on Jose's uh, most famous tops card, his rookie cup card. So in 86, that was his rookie. 87 was his all-star tops rookie cup card. 
And uh, I think probably the reason why the Rookie Cup card is more popular is because um, all the kids back then had the ability to open up that card and pull it in a pack. The Topps Traded version, you didn't. Yes, there's no real nostalgia um, attached to that card compared to the Rookie Cup card the year later. So um, anyways, and, and that kind of goes for me as well. Um, that was actually the first card that I pulled was an A7 Tops Rookie Cup Canseco. So it means a, a tremendous amount to me, that card does. Uh, really, really cool piece. But, um, I mean, there's probably millions of them, right? So I actually have, like, I think the original photo that they used and everything that Tops did. So it was pretty cool um, as well. But anyways, as I mentioned a few minutes ago, they've done so many different buybacks it's insane so uh but this one is different let me talk to you about it a little bit so first of all in 2017 tops released something called clearly authentic and they basically took cards and they made them clear acetate and printed on the acetate really neat concept they're really cool cards well jose had one uh version numbered f135 for his 86 tops traded and a gold parallel one of one red ink. I remember it being listed on eBay and going really high and ultimately ended up selling at one point or another for like $1,600. Um, that might've been me actually. <laughs> I, I remember going high and, and be like, man, what was I doing? What was I thinking? But, uh, but it sold a number of times for quite high. Um, and I think at auction on eBay, I think it went for close to 1500 also. And I don't remember why I sold it for. I know I took a loss on it. Um, but in any event, you know, my whole thought was like, you know, how cool would it be if it were an 87? And I don't know if that really, you know, registered with me back then or not. It was just like, oh, 86 rookie, you know, that's the, you know, it doesn't get much better than this, you know, but. But really, looking back, I'm thinking, you know, I probably would have rather the E7. Well, guess what? About a month or so after I retired from super collecting in 2018, Tops put out a second clearly authentic set. And guess what? They put the 87 in there. <laughs> so really cool card. It shines very nicely um, as a clear card. So it's so neat. And it's also numbered to 99. And guess what? They have a gold uh, parallel that's red ink. So, uh, I don't know if I really even, you know, recall that they did that. I just remember thinking, wow, the, the clearly authentic card, that's really a neat card. Um, and I've had one or two of them in the past several years. And yeah, you know, I mean, this is like, you know, five years ago now, right? Well, guess what popped up in the past couple months? The one of one for the first time it made its appearance, um, you know, after five years after having been re released and uh, really kind of a really neat card. So guess what? <laughs> that was one of the cards in the deal. So very happy to have that as well. Um, it also satisfies a couple categories. I, I do category satisfiers in my collection now. And so I think this one really kind of satisfies the clear um, card. You know, like I've got a, I've got a wood card. I've got a sketch card. I've got a um knob and a button and 
uh, you know, all those others. And I think this, uh, this satisfies the clear, um, which is really kind of a, kind of a neat deal, but any event, um, it's, it also satisfies the need to have like a high end, uh, 87 rookie cup card version in, in the same way that the recollection I have satisfies the rated rookie, uh, you know, the most famous card kind of thing, uh, category. So that's really kind of a neat deal. So also, um, yeah, I guess that's, that's it. I've got, uh, um, you know, hopefully some other things come down the pipe, uh, and, uh, not to mention the fact that I am resurrecting the T206 Wagner quest. So it's, you know, kind of been on hiatus for a while. Um, I've going to kick start that up and I will talk about that a little later. And, um, not to mention the fact that I've done, uh, I've actually made some posts on social media, especially Facebook, of some of these, uh, the latest cards I've done are for the past year. And I'll be posting probably on blowout forums, um, on it later on today, um, after I wake up just to show some of my favorites I've done over the years. So, or over the this past year or so that does it for now, you guys. And, uh, yeah, thank you again, as always for listening. Um, I've gotten a lot of people, uh, especially recently reaching out saying how much they love and appreciate the podcast. Thank you. That means a lot to me. I love hearing that people are actually listening. So, so keep it coming guys. Uh, and yeah, so I hope you all have a wonderful new year's Eve and, um, yeah, stay safe out there.